You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. All right, guys, I am sorry. Welcome to another show. We are trying this on take two because Mango ran across my keyboard. Greg, if you're listening, you probably are aware of this. Darren, when Greg and I recorded because he was awesome, uh, we recorded on a laptop. Guys, if you don't know, Darren's actually recording on a laptop. That's why this episode might sound a little bit better in sound quality. But um, yeah, Mango ran across the board and messed all the recording up. And that happened like two or three times when I was with Greg. So it's kind of funny because I don't know how Mango knows when we are recording. But anyway... We are witnessing Korea getting absolutely decimated right now, which is why my energy might be a little bit lower than normal. But uh, Darren, before this game even started, you're joking and being like, oh, yeah, the game starts at two. Yeah, the game's going to be over by like 2.30. And uh, you're absolutely correct because 30 minutes in, what, we were down 3-0, I think? We're down yeah. 4-0 now, but... It's it's still, you know, they've kept it 4-0, which is, you know, admirable. They're they're trying. They're really don't do trying this. to don't, not this, get don't completely do this. burnt. <laughs> this is, it's, you're making it worse. It's, you know, the, obviously everyone in the world, like, people that don't even watch soccer, they expect Brazil to be good, you know? Like, if there's anything that the average person would think, they're like, oh, yeah, Brazil, they're good at soccer. I'll just lie to myself and said that uh, Korea held it at 0-0 zero, zero until, like, the 74th minute and then collapsed. <laughs> That, that, that makes me feel a little bit better with that storyline. But the World Cup is still going. Dare, who do you, who do you, you think France is going to repeat? Um, I would really like to see England win because, you know, it's... I don't think so, mate. I don't think they're going to either, but that's, you know... That's... They, they play France, right? Yeah, they play France next. Yeah, they're I was going to say, ooh, that's, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, but, I, you know, I have relatives that live in England. Like, I'm, you know, that's the... After the United States, that's who I have to root for a second. But mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't think they're going to win. But, you know, I would like to see them win. I think, realistically, I think Brazil's going to win. Like, they're they're just so good. Um, yeah, they're unbelievable. They're definitely the favorites. But after England, I would like to see France win. I know they just won, but you know, I I like a lot of players on France. Like I like Antoine Griezmann. I like Kylian yeah, Mbappe. Griezmann's classic Mbappe. We love yeah. those guys. So that's why I, th- I, I knew you were a huge France fan. You always have been. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I kind of want to throw them in there. I definitely think Brazil is going to win, but I don't know. Maybe you've influenced me. I, I found myself cheering on uh, France a little bit more than normal, which is weird because it's not like they're the underdogs by any means. Yeah, they're they're just the underdogs because Brazil is so heavily favored. Exactly. It's it's pretty much like Brazil against the field, and I just took a team in the field, and I was yeah, like, all right, yeah, let's ride with this team. I'm surprised exactly. that you're not pulling for Argentina. Oh, actually, I am. I am. That's actually a t- I've watched every single Argentina game, USA game, and South Korea game so far. Because I know that um, you've loved Messi. Because like, our, like back years ago when we first started like watching soccer at all, like I always like Ronaldo. And you I was like obsessed Messi. with Messi. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have two Messi kits right now, jerseys. Actually, those are the only non-Korean jerseys that I own. So that's how much I love Messi. So I, I would love to see it, but I just don't think it's gonna be possible for them. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm being realistic. I just don't think so. But um anything could happen at the world cup so i would love to see messi do it and speaking of messi and ronaldo darren big ronaldo news i know we're kind of getting off track but dude how much <laughs> money is he getting paid for the saudi arabia league 200 million a year <laughs> a <laughs> it's year. a two and a half year contract for half a billion is, dollars right but he is making the entire contract almost what they gave deshaun watson he is making that almost the entire thing in one year <laughs> 
and there's like no income tax or anything in that league or something so he gets a pocket literally everything <laughs> it's insane like he's 37 years old like it's not like <laughs> it's not like they're getting a young fresh cristiano ronaldo he's old fart did you like, hear some of the pundits on um like that was discussing the world cup and they're like i'm kind of disappointed i really wanted to go back to like portugal league or go back to spain I, or end his career this way or his legacy starting out like bro someone walks up to you right now and be like i'll pay you 200 million dollars a year to kick a Listen. ball around do the same exact thing you're gonna be absolutely dominant because it's pretty much like you playing on a jv team so not only are you gonna continue to look like the star that you are you're gonna need no accountability but still you get 200 plus million dollars yeah, yeah you're not gonna like, say no at this point like he's won like five balloon drs like he is not gonna like i know that the shit his stats and everything they're not gonna count for anything important um playing in that saudi arabian league but i mean he's getting half a billion dollars in two and a half years half a billion like you can't turn that down like you're I'll i think like, the only thing it actually does four. hurt it, uh for his legacy is i know he has some champions league records that he wants to continue to uphold yeah. and stand yeah. and obviously if he goes to this league he has no shot at competing yeah. in the champions league so it gives an opportunity for younger players to really start to make some headway but other than that like i said it's, it's half a billion dollars in two and a half yeah, years it's like kind of just accepting the fact that he's you know he's older and he's taking the bag i mean it's his last chance probably like if he went to like i thought he was going to go to Bayern munich and that's where i really thought he was going to go because i thought he still cared about winning but apparently not um but if he went there, obviously, he'd be in the Champions League and everything, but um, he would make a whole hell of a lot less money than he is going to be making. So it's hard, it's hard to turn that down, I think. It really is. Yeah, when I first saw it like leak out what was happening, I was like, no, there's no way. That, that's like a total contract. Yeah. That's not a Especially, year. And then they start to report it as a year. And I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. I thought that was a typo, but it's not. Like That's how much I was blown away. So it's just unbelievable how much money the guy is making. But anyway, let's continue because we have some exciting (laughs) things to talk about in the PDL right now. Of course, we are one week away from the last uh, game of the whole season there. How does it feel to uh, have everything come to an end? I felt like the season Mm. really flew by for me, but was it a different story on your end? Um, I'm glad it's over. Uh, I really am. Uh, I know I think. In the other league, like, I had the worst luck in my my redraft, like, the big money redraft league. I had worse luck in that league than this league, believe it or not. Um, and I think that the Watson curse might have finally been lifted, um, at least as far as that league goes. Because in that league, um, every year, like, I was telling you, like, how I had the worst luck possible. Like, that, that one game I lost by, like, .01, um, and it was, like... It was I couldn't literally believe, when because, you sent that screenshot, I thought you photoshopped. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how terrible. Like every because, single week you would have something along those lines. I was like, how can this happen to insane. one person? And But this week, right? So I started Deshaun Watson because I was like stupid. And I was like, you know, he's first game back in two years. He's going to light it up. <laughs> that did not happen, obviously. Um, so I benched Justin Fields because... Rightly, rightly so, sort of, though, because I was like, you know, he's they're going to protect him. They're not going to have design runs for him when I was right. Because yeah, they he only had, had that injury. Three, yeah, they only had three design runs for him, which is like a big drop. So I was right in that aspect, but he scrambled for a 50-yard touchdown, so I didn't account for that. But, um, you know, there was uh, 14 points that I lost there, but I was playing the guy that had Jimmy Garoppolo. So 
in a normal week before the Watson curse was lifted, this would have never happened to me. Never. <laughs> like, I. It would be like you'd be on the opposite end of that. Yes. So like, like you I would be having had, the one with Jimmy G in your lineup. Yeah, I would have had the injury. So it, I think in in this case, I think it maybe, and I'm gonna win. I started Deshaun Watson. I got five points out of a quarterback, and I'm still gonna win. So I think that um, the Watson curse, at least in that league, is lifted. So um, that's good news. But I am very glad for this fantasy football season to be over. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you were probably counting down the days because what a fall from grace from the preseason rankings to now. And I, I feel like I'm also talking to Mike in a way, yeah. um, even though he probably doesn't listen. But I, I'm glad that it is coming to an end for you guys. But with the end in sight, the let's misery. kind of wrap up what kind of happened this past week, Dare. And we'll just jump right into my game first because we usually always just cover the yeah, game. Well, the that kind of had a buy. Nothing really to take away here. My team was, was my team the highest scoring team so far? Yeah, so far. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so we still have the Monday night game right now. So things can change, but wow, I did not think that was the case because i had lamar jackson go out like immediately um and so i think the real only takeaways from this game obviously i walk away with a dub which is what was expected because i played austrian oaks but it's a quarterback room right darren yep so now um i know last week maybe i jinxed you because last week on the the pod i said i was like you know i'll give you a second round pick straight up for jimmy garoppolo and a couple days later he broke his foot so uh yeah maybe just me talking about jimmy garoppolo just cursed him (laughs) Wait, so now you said it's lifted. Can you say good things about Lamar Jackson's recovery? Because now it seems like you're think, kind of doing I well. I think Lamar will be back for week 15 uh, against Jeff in your week one playoff matchup. If you're still playing Jeff, you have to beat Jeff next week, I think, to actually play Jeff. But I think he'll be back week 15 for you. Yeah, I feel like I am terrified, but we'll talk about the matchup when it comes. But yeah, other than that, I feel there's not many other takeaways. Uh, Derek Henry was completely shut down, but he was kind of game scripted out with how far behind the Titans got, it seemed. And um, yeah, I'm kind of really interested to kind of see how Alvin Kamara does because of how poorly he did tonight. But other than that, I think the only other takeaway is, yeah, Joe Burrow, surprisingly, was pretty effective on the ground uh, against Kansas City, which is not something you would expect, especially with his injury history and how important he is in the franchise. But, yeah, there, uh, there was a lot of, like, designed runs, too. Wasn't that kind of surprising? Yeah. Um, I it's There's a lot of surprising things that happen each week, you know, going into the... Like, there's... I thought that... Um, the thing that really surprised me is how they used... I know Steve was actually talking about it in the chat, like how they use McKinnon. Um, it's weird. Don't you think? Like, I don't know. I think that the way that the, the Chiefs use McKinnon, I'm like... I they think they're like scrambling right now because of how much, how, like how many people they need to rotate around in that running back room. So I feel like I they... Probably, I, I, don't, I don't think Pacheco's like great or anything. But, he's clearly the best running back right now. And McKinnon, like, if you want to use him in, like, third down stuff and, like, passing situations, that's cool. Like, he's probably better at that. Um, but they use him at the goal line way too yeah. often. Like, if you're going <laughs> to use a running back that isn't Pacheco at the goal line, use Ronald Jones. Like, <laughs> that, that is the solution to your problem, Andy Reid. Like, you're, you're trying to use the smallest running back you have on your but roster. But hold on. I also see the Eagles do this sometime, and, like, they put, like... Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell in at yeah. the goal line, and then they yep. just run it right up the middle with it. I'm like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I would prefer Kenneth Gainwell to Jarek McKinnon, though. I know Jarek McKinnon was, like, good back in the day, 
Um, but, you know, he's 30 years old. He barely practiced this whole week. So, I don't know. Like, Andy Reid just, like, loves certain players for some reason, and one of them is Jarek McKinnon for now. Um, I think, honestly, I kind of think that, like, this whole running back, like, I think um, next year, this time next year, uh, Pacheco is probably the only running back that's on this roster currently that's still on the roster, and I think he's more of like a depth piece next year than he is the starter. Um, I I would be surprised if they don't make some like major upgrades to the running back room next year. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely going to use some capital to address that situation because of how really thin it became this year, even with um, obviously now evidently looking like a huge bust in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So it'll be interesting to see how that running back room pans out. But I definitely agree the usage of Jet to Pacheco is really, really weird. But other than that, let's jump on to the next game um, that happened, which is the second essentially, like the second buy that happens, which is Philadelphia Yellowhawks coming out Mm -hmm. on top against the Vatican City Cardinals, 148 to 80 i almost had a stroke there it sounded like i ran out of breath <laughs> and uh, it looks like everything was kind of at face value what, what are the big takeaways at this game there um that amon ra is the sun god and he is fucking awesome <laughs> Dude, um, his what like three four game pace right now that he did it's it's unbelievable the numbers i'm he's so mad right i now. traded him like i'm so mad i traded him because i literally i there is messages that i had with mike and mike was trying to buy him from me and I was like, there's no way I'm trading because he was trying to buy him for like a third round pick. And I literally just got him for a third round pick. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I think this time next year he's going to be worth a first round pick. And I waited 12 or 13 games or whatever in the season. So like I traded him right before the, the buy last year. And I gave That's up. That's when he week. exploded. Yeah, it was right after the, the bye week that he exploded. And I, I gave up because I was like, he hasn't done a damn thing in fucking 13 weeks i was like he's not doing shit i was like he's a he was already a bad prospect to begin with like he was like unathletic and you're like, he's small. in detroit there's yeah, no way like i was like there's no way he's gonna be anything if he hasn't done anything at this point and then he fucking exploded and now he's amazing <laughs> what the fuck because of that do you kind of hate him um a little bit korea just scored um but don't try to make me feel any better i know what it is they they uh they're very happy in the stands oh yeah it's because we didn't get shut out so it's like a pride <laughs> thing but the pride was tossed out the window when we went down 4-0 yeah it was a pretty nice goal but i mean at the same time all right back on track um no i don't i don't hate amara i, I think he's a very good player um uh, i wish i just kept him but at, at the same time um this is kind of like a humble brag but um i I don't necessarily need him that much, but I would have been nice to have him because I would have liked to play him as opposed to some of my other receivers. But then You're definitely a wide receiver, you, dude. Everyone you draft or touch, they just you have too many of them. I know. I just can't keep them all. It's a shame. But So I guess the trick is just wait until you draft the wide receiver and then just use draft capital <laughs> to then trade for that rookie before he has an opportunity to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to, because you had the chance. I was going to trade you Garrett Wilson because you were trying to get him. I was, I think the cheapest price I had was, what, Mike Williams in a first-round pick? You could have had him. Should have done it. Should have yeah. done it. I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> you could have had him. Thought I needed him for a run, and then what does Mike Williams do? He just gets hurt. Yeah, I know. He's missing like But he always does, but... Let's continue on and jump into the next game that we're covering, which is the Denver Brews winning over the Dallas Drip. And it looks like uh, Steve still have 
still has uh, Olave yet to play. Mm -hmm. And so he is obviously still going to comfortably come out on top, which probably isn't yeah. that much of a surprise. Yeah. And so what are some of the takeaways in this game outside of the fact that AJ Brown is a man? Yeah, AJ Brown's awesome. Um, I think that my, I guess, key takeaway is that maybe um, Pacheco might be a key factor. I know Steve... It's his love child, and he was hyping up Pacheco. He was the first person I saw that was like, I love Isaiah Pacheco. Like, it was Steve. He was the first person I saw, and I was like, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> he likes Isaiah Pacheco this much. It's so random. Um, but it's it's kind of come full circle because now, like, Pacheco has, like, a great playoff schedule. Like, he plays Houston, Seattle, and then Denver. Um, Houston is, like, the second worst team against running backs. Seattle's... Yeah, he's about to have 200 yards. Like, he... If they, like, let him run, um, I mean, and especially in the Houston game, they should because they're going to kill... Like, Patrick Mahomes could play left-handed and they would win that game. Um, so I think that, like, that... He's going to be a key factor. It's so weird. Like you said, he kind of spoke it into existence, and I'm actually kind of glad that... Don't man. you kind of love it when things like that happen, though? Like, you kind of call yeah, something yeah. from, like, way out. Because if you go hive mind, it's like, oh, cool, yeah. You just predicted something that everyone else predicted, but he was kind of on the train before it kind of took off, right? So mm -hmm. it's really neat to kind of see it come full circle, which is really exciting to see. And, yeah, I think other takeaways really is kind of looking over at... Um, what Welch is doing over there, obviously, and he still has to be happy with what's going on. Drake London yeah. getting an uptick in usage over in Atlanta, Finally. even though they still have Mariota throwing them the ball. And just overall, it's got to look a little bit promising with what they have to work with, especially with some of the additional move that they have made, such as getting Calvin Ridley and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that like he's in a good spot. He just needs to add a few more pieces, and he obviously will soon enough. Absolutely. So let's jump into the next game. Hollywood Hustle absolutely blow Mike right out of the water. 149 to 90. Another week where Mike's team cannot go over the 100 mark. Definitely has got to sting, Darren. What, what words of advice do you have for Mike? Because you guys had such parallel-like seasons. Just, just be happy it's over. <laughs> just be happy is, it's over. Yeah, I think fun. he definitely needs to hear that. Like, it's... It's close. We're, we've got one more week left, and it's me and Mike play each other next week. So, you know, whoever wins that game just has... That's like the ultimate one. disappointment bowl. It's, <laughs> it's it's called the I'm glad it's over bowl. <laughs> it's like the saddest win you can possibly get. We'll just call it the end. The win, means, <laughs> the win means absolutely nothing because, like, whoever... Like, I have my pick, and I have Mike's pick. So, like, the it means absolutely nothing. Like, not a single thing because I get the pick no matter what. It's going to be either fourth or fifth, so, like, it doesn't matter what happens. You know how much it must murder Mike inside the fact? <laughs> how many times has he reached out to you for that first, honestly? A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot. But he would have to give me a lot for me to give that back to him because I think that um, the top six, I think, like, the top six-ish, like, they look like they could be pretty elite assets so it has to be something really good that i got back like i'm not I'm not gonna trade it for like uh Jahan dotson or george pickens or something like that yeah so that he offered that i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> well it's 
he's got to be glad that it is coming to an end because his team definitely did disappoint again but let's throw some roses over to hollywood once again because his team showed up and boy isn't it easy when you have jalen hurt scoring 40 fucking points yeah. that's amazing huh yeah that jalen hurts is someone i would trade mike's pick for <laughs> um but yeah he's fucking awesome like he's so good um i know like i was definitely I feel so in the validated camp. right now darren well, I was in the camp that, like, he needed to prove it, and I think he did. Um, I think he's proved that he can play quarterback at the NFL level. Obviously, A.J. Brown helped a lot. Like, you can't deny that. Like, if they didn't have A.J. Brown But I don't Brown see how roster, that's an indictment against Jalen. Like, oh, having no, a good I, receiver I made him better. I'm like, yes, you are correct in that statement. <laughs> I don't think it's an indictment at all, but I think that, like, if um, – like, it's the same thing with, like, Josh Allen. Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs. He made a jump. Um, Jalen Hurts got A.J. Brown. He made a jump. I think if they never got A.J. Brown, he might not have made that jump, but he helped them. You know, he was, like, he was like the training wheels. A.J. Brown's the training wheels, and Stefan Diggs was the training wheels. That was like, all right, now you're ready to fly. <laughs> Let's take off right now. But, yeah, they're absolutely peaking at the right time. Tony Pollard paying huge dividends for Hollywood mm -hmm. ever since they got them. So, it's really going to be interesting how much noise this team is going to be able to make because they have been one of the higher scoring teams. And once again, Tony Pollard paying off real early already. Yeah, big time. I mean, the quarterbacks, like Geno Smith, he has been so good. It's so weird. Like, I can't believe that Geno Smith is as good. Like, he played the Rams. Like, they weren't... Like, the Rams, I know they didn't have Aaron Donald, but, it's you know, it's a good defense still. Like, they're... He lit him up. Like, absolutely lit him up. <laughs> is so Jalen Ramsey, like, not that good anymore? I, I think Jalen Ramsey is, like, because you know how quarter cornerbacks, they just, like, fall off. Like, like yeah. Joe Hayden used to be absolutely amazing. Joe, Joe Hayden kind of had, like, a... Even Revis. Revis was, like, amazing, and then he fell off. Yeah, like, and it's very rapid. Like, it's kind of the same thing as running backs. Like, I think the cornerbacks are the running back of the defense. and Yeah, like, Stephon like Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year, and then since then, he's been, like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, he'll have, like, good games here and there, but he's basically, like, not anything. Like, you know, he's still he's still one of the better cornerbacks in the league, but he's not, like, someone where you're like, oh, fuck, we can't throw at him at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jalen Ramsey had such a high peak where I feel like every other week, just like almost any cornerback gets roasted, but because it's Jalen Ramsey, it means a little yeah. bit more. And so it's escalated a little bit more. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of see. But yeah, Geno Smith out of absolutely nowhere. So Hollywood still proving that they have a little bit of magic because when they made that run last year, you got to admit, there was a little bit of magic to it. So Brian really showing what he's working with because once again, it's kind of all coming together. Mm-hmm. So let's continue and talk about your game, Dare. You played against, I'm sorry, man. I don't even think it's a rival. You got to at least beat them <laughs> once to make it like a rival, right? Like the Chicago Bears and Packers aren't really a rivalry because Aaron Rodgers owns they Chicago Bears, be. even when Chicago Bears were up like 19 to nothing or whatever it was. And then they still lost. Like that's not a rivalry anymore. So I'm sorry, Dare. I don't know if this is yeah. much of a rivalry, but it looks like your team know. fell short again. You're still. Depending on what TB12 could do, you could probably break 100, which is yeah. great, but uh, it's off or not. I think I could. I mean, if all things go right, say that the Bucks don't play Leonard Fournette at all, and 
Tom Brady pops off. 114. Tom Brady throws a shit ton of touchdowns to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But doesn't Tom Brady historically kind of suck against the Saints? Oh, yeah. He's terrible against the Saints. Like it's probably, And this is also in the Superdome. It's like, you know how like Tom Brady, when he used to be on the Patriots, when he, he couldn't play Miami, Miami in Miami. Yeah, in Miami. The the Saints are his new Miami. So <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, so, but to be fair, like you said, if everything does go right, yes, you, you can actually win this one. Yeah, I could. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> but actually, I think that, wouldn't like, that be like the perfect way for you to for the universe to be like, yeah, the Watson curse is over. We're going to give you a win right now. Yeah, we're going to let you win by one point against Brett. Yeah, Tom Brady is going to go off and you're <laughs> going to get just enough to win. That's how you really know. And they'll be like, oh my good golly the curse has been lifted um <laughs> but i think that like you know obviously losing uh burks and sutton in the beginning of the game yeah both of those guys that killed me <laughs> like absolutely um that was not ideal obviously like because sutton's been a lock for like 10 points a week um so that extra 10 points um Honestly, that extra 10 points could have been the decider in the game. Like, if, if I had an extra 10 points there, I could have probably been actually realistically able to win. Um, but without that, that, that killed me. And Burks, Aaron, question, Burks question. Like how, how much do you love Garrett Wilson? For real, just like right now, top, top favorite receivers. Is he up there? No, um, I wouldn't say he's like up there. Um, and like my favorite receivers, but he does remind me a lot of Odell. Like, really? I feel a, like Garrett Wilson's lot. already one of my favorite receivers. I have to, I have to, you know, I don't know. Like, I can't, I know he's doing all this stuff with Mike White, who, like, I know that Zach Wilson's like bad, but like, Mike White's also bad. <laughs> so, like, he's doing all this with like a bad quarterback. So, if he was able to, like, I don't, I don't even know because, like, a lot of these quarterback moves that they did on this offseason, like, they didn't work out. Um, and they're talking, they're already speculating that, like, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go to the Jets and everything. Um, but, like, Jimmy Garoppolo is not, like, great either, you know? Like, so. Hey, if, he's having a great year, man. Yeah, because he's on the Kyle Shanahan quarterback proof offense. That they have all the guys that are best at yak in their position. They have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. Like, they're all amazing at Yak. So, like, Excuse me. I just don't talk down on any of my players. I'm a classy a organizational guard. leader. Jimmy Garoppolo is just a point guard. He just dumps the ball off and the guy. That's sometimes all you need, man. I mean, look at Joe it, Burrow. Isn't he a glorified is. point guard? Well, in a way. But I would much rather have joe burrow as my quarterback than jimmy garoppolo oh, like yeah i know obviously but i'm just trying to say sometimes that's all you need just some guy that can just flick it out there yeah but it, when you just you have a low average depth of target and then you still have a high yards per attempt it's kind of weird because you're not really doing a whole lot but you still look like you're good but yeah you're not. yeah no i agree <laughs> he kind of plays the way like current day tom brady's always played before yeah. like he got the deep threats where he would just like dump it down to his running backs all the time that's like the jimmy yeah. garoppolo special but i definitely agree yeah, with you he has, um he has a lot more yak because um he's not surrounded by a bunch of white dudes so the yak is, the yak <laughs> he's is like oh my better. gosh this is nuts tom what are you doing <laughs> like he instead of having fucking uh, danny amendola and wes walker and julian edelman he has Debo Samuel. <laughs> oh, I guess he does have a white dude. He has Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey is not like, he's, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, yeah. a normal white dude. He still has like Brandon Ayuk and stuff like that too. Yeah. 
but yeah. all right yeah no that 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 makes sense but let's jump over to the game of the week i guess uh it didn't really live up to the billing unfortunately but yeah. it looks like murphy street empire is very comfortably gonna come out on top jeff i'm sorry i don't think you're gonna get that gift basket bud um your team ultimately was failing me but it's it's okay i knew it was kind of over with a little bit early when jacoby myers put up less than four points on thursday i was like oh yep it's over there's there's no way and yeah, so with all that I being know. said uh what are some of the takeaways for murphy street empire who looks like they pretty much have the number one seed all locked up now i'm glad that max went out and started zeke he deserved it he deserved to get in that starting lineup um he maybe possibly listened to me wrongly and went with uh, Christian Kirk over Tyler Lockett. I'm glad that didn't come and bite him in the butt because Tyler Lockett had a really good game. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Kenneth Walker week and Kenneth Walker got hurt like right away. So um was not Kenneth Walker week. And then they had to pass and then Gina Smith, as already mentioned from Brian's game, Gina Smith went off. So maybe just like don't, think... don't doubt Gina Smith. Maybe that's the, the big boy here. <laughs> I think, um, especially with the injuries that Delco has just sustained, Murphy Street Empire has gonna. Ha, they have to be pretty happy, right? Sitting pretty comfortably yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like Max um, has got to be smiling <laughs> ear to ear. Yeah, as much as uh, Max likes to be humble and he would never admit it, you are the only team he's probably really majorly concerned about. And when he saw Lamar Jackson and Jimmy Garoppolo both got hurt, he was probably like, "Oh shit! Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Tommy might not have anyone in the Superflex. This is great. <laughs> How could this is possibly the only other thing that could have made it better <laughs> is if you also had Joe Burrow get hurt. Like yeah, have, that's what I told Emily when I because um, Garoppolo and Lamar got hurt earlier, and then when Joe Burrow was get playing, I was like, please don't get hurt, Joe. Like I, I, I was like, he's gonna get a high ankle sprain or something, and I'm gonna be devastated and then when i saw all these design runs i was like yeah, why is the universe tempting me like this yeah so like running all the all that time he had a very high chance of getting hurt i mean if he just twisted his ankle and you had no quarterback at all next week like max would be like oh my god like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he'd be like all right yeah i'm, I'm gonna repeat <laughs> like that energy would be so much higher <laughs> yeah but i think i think that um you'll have lamar back pretty soon i think but you know they like because the, the he's gonna come back because he has to come back because he still is playing for a contract you know and he needs to come back like he can't just unless like tyler henley like absolutely shits the bed a la dak prescott and um the injury just makes his case for him because he's not there and then the team just falls apart but um, with that being said, the Ravens haven't been all that great the last few weeks. They haven't really been all that great since Rashad Bateman was hurt. Um, so um, Lamar needs to get his ass back out there, I think. Did he bet on himself in the first like five games of the season? I was like, Jesus Christ, oh, he's going to win MVP again. And yeah. then like pretty much right after that, he's just looked like dog shit. And that's yeah. pretty much when Rashad Bateman went down. I was like, oh, my God, this looks so bad. And so I just wonder uh, how Lamar's feeling because I'm sure he's just as frustrated because I know he wants that bag. Mm-hmm. I know because it's like I, I forget the stat exactly, but it was like they had Lamar had like 10 touchdowns in the first four games with uh Rashad Bateman in there and then since then he's had 10 touchdowns or something like that oh my so goodness it's not 
not great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not looking too good. So with that all wrapped up, like I said, heading into next week there with Murphy Street Empire, pretty much with the number one seed locked up already and the playoff picture pretty much set. It's just seeding now. So there's a lot of games this uh, last game of the week. I wouldn't say are meaningless, but it's essentially the playoff picture is locked in place, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much because like me and Mike aren't going to catch Jeff. Um, so me and Mike are out of the playoffs. Um, we have... I guess we could update the uh, the draft order, the first five at least, after this upcoming week. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, the first three are already locked in. Like, it's um, Greg, uh, Josh, Welch. And me and Mike will be decided after we play this week. But um, those five, they're we're out of the playoffs. Like, we're not making it. So, yeah. Yeah, I still can't believe that you and Mike missed the playoffs uh, the I beginning know. of this season i don't think i would have believed you at all i think that like you know if one of us missed it it would have been like okay like you know bad luck or whatever but both of us missed it that's kind of hard to believe <laughs> right yeah no that's kind of what i'm saying it's like i it's just it's crazy the way things have kind of unfolded so i feel terrible for both of you because everything that went wrong pretty much went wrong but Let's kind of jump in. Let's look at some of the matchups of this last week of the PDL season. I can't believe we're already here. But, um, yeah, Daryl, what games are we going to be looking at here? All right. So, in tradition, I guess we will start out with the bye weeks. Um, Max, Mr. Bye Week, is going to have a Oh, he has bye. two bye weeks back-to-back. -back. Oh, that yeah, lucky son of a gun. Has, he's basically not playing a game for two weeks here. But maybe, you know, maybe the rest will just do him in. Like how the uh, old-school Colts with Peyton Manning, they would have too much rest and they would be rusty and then they stunk when they came back um, Ooh, okay all right maybe, i like this maybe that'll be the case for for max and they'll come back in week 16 and it'll just like stink on ice but um he's playing greg he's gonna win uh, so that's not much takeaway there um welch is actually playing josh so this is an interesting game because it looks like Welch is still going to have a bye week because Josh is only projected to score 28 points. Um, but if it was a normal week, this would have been a close game, I think. But um, Josh, as we know, lost Matt Stafford, so he doesn't have him. Aaron Rodgers is on bye week this week. Oh so is Christian Watson, so is Paris Campbell, so is Brian Robinson. So basically, Josh has no usable players this week. So so Welch has a bye, and Welch is going to be 4-9, and nine. And that's kind of interesting. Holy shit. I'm looking at this now, and Welch is actually going to hop either me or Mike because he... Oh, uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm looking at points against. So <laughs> Welch has more points against than me. <laughs> I was looking... Never mind. Just ignore that last statement. He is not... Oh, you got so be. excited. I was really <laughs> hoping we were finding something on air. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm going to have a top three pick. But no, I was looking at points against, not point, points worth. That was that was a clerical error there. So, um, yeah, Welch is still in that third place. But Welch is going to win this week regardless um, because Josh has no usable players. Um, after that, I guess we'll talk about me and Mike's game because that is the, the pathetic bowl, the sad boy bowl. The um, end, that's what we'll call it. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. Who cares who wins this game, really? Um it doesn't really matter. I, I'm sure Mike wants to win it just so, like, he can have that, like, sexual release at the end of the season. Um, <laughs> just so he could be like, yes, I, I won. Um, 
But yeah. Um, Do you see uh, Kenneth Walker get a little banged up for Mike? I mean, how poetic is it for that to happen to Mike at, at this end. part of the season, right? <laughs> end of the year, I know. So anticlimactic. <laughs> like, he was one of the shining stars of his team, and then now he's, like, <laughs> limping to the end. You know, I know. It's the perfect metaphor for the season. Um, next up, I guess we would talk about the Yows, um, who are blazing hot right now. Um, going up against Steve. Um, Ooh, equally Yow's, hot, right? Equally hot, yes. Um, they are both on three-game win streaks. After this week, I believe four-game win streaks, as both of them will be on. Um, so someone's going to end their win streak this upcoming week. But um, the Owls are currently projected to score more. Steve still has Alave in his uh, spot, and he's on bye. So it'll get a little closer, but the Owls are still going to be projected to win no matter who he puts in there. Um the Owls are just hot. That's what, that's what they do every year. They get hot at the playoffs. And last year they got hot and they weren't in the playoffs and they won the toilet bowl. So this year maybe they get hot in the actual playoffs and they win it all. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but that's that should be a good game. I, I know it's not like it's only for seeding or whatever, but it should be a good game. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see how that turns out. Because like you said, the Owls, there's nothing more that they like than just winning in general. Yeah, and so literally... If I were to tell them that the playoffs started, it doesn't impact them because every single week, like week four is a playoff game for them. Yes. Like they, they go hard. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do walk away. But just because of that Chris Olave buy, I definitely have to agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that um, it'll be interesting. But as you said, they just want to win every single game, no matter what week it is. Um, then we have you against Jeff, which is kind of interesting because... Um, you don't have a quarterback for that super flex spot. So you're kind of at a disadvantage there, but you're still projected to win by like 20 points. So um, I know we, we did this already with Brian where we were like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. Um, you might not be fine. because No, I, I, I legit playoff. think I'm going to lose this week. Um, anytime I don't have a quarterback in the super flex, it's not be like, oh, Tommy, be-. no, how is that being humble? Like I'm straight up yeah. going to lose. How am I supposed to win? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, oh, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, it's you're it's the it's the thing that we shit on Brett this whole uh summer about not having a quarterback in the superflex spot. So we can't like take it lightly, I guess, because we gave him so much shit for it. So you gotta you gotta hold the same standard, I guess. You gotta be like, I don't have a quarterback there, so I'm at a disadvantage, even though no matter what the uh projections say there, because Tua and Danny Dimes could go out and combine for like you know, 60 points, and then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, so. Joe Burrow, even if he goes off, that's fine. Uh, right now, I have Mike Williams in there. I mean, if he doesn't play, then I'm throwing in what? Like, yeah. Samaje P. Ryan? Like, I don't know who I'm putting in there. Like, I'm so screwed. Yeah, I think if you had Lamar, I think you would have won pretty easily. But now that you don't have Lamar, I think you're at a pretty good disadvantage here. Um, so, Jeff could finish his season at 500 at seven and seven and get in the playoffs at the seven seed. So he's all seven, 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 <laughs> man, nothing will sick. make him happier. And just being able to stamp it just by rocking me, um, at the end of the season. And then, Hey, potentially even being able to play me again and knock me out. Like that would be ultimate validation. How cool would that be actually? You know. And to, to cap the season, we have Brett in another game of the week. <laughs> so, Brett has been in like ten game of the weeks this He's year. He's Mr. I feel Prime like. Time, dude. Like he literally is in, and he lived up to it because he's eight and four. Um, I guess after this week he'll be nine and four, right? Like he, so 
he lived up to the hype. I mean, he had a tough schedule. Um, he lived up to it, and now they're going to be going up head to head against each other, ten and three and nine and four. Um, the two teams I talked the most smack on. They're going to be going out. There's a Darren's haters <laughs> match. So we have Jalen Hurts against the Giants, and Kirk Cousins against Detroit. Ooh. I'm gonna say this is a push because I just the Kirk Cousins Detroit matchup is too juicy, but Jalen Hurts is just better. So I'm just gonna say it's a push just because. But I think they're both gonna be really good this week. Um, James Conner Monday Night Football coming off the bye against New England and Dalvin Cook against Detroit. I think this is also a push. <laughs> this is this kind of feels like a cop out, but it's gotta be. Um, Brett's irate right now. He's going to call you out on the pushes. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard against Houston and Josh Jacobs against the Rams on Thursday Night Football. I'm going to give this actually to Tony Pollard because Josh Jacobs is already banged up, right? They're playing on a short week, Thursday Night Football, against a tough defense in the Rams. Um, This... The more that I'm talking about this, I think this might this is probably should be a push because they're going to absolutely destroy the Rams. <laughs> they're going to destroy the Rams, and Josh Jacobs is going to be used no matter what. It doesn't matter if his legs are hanging on by threads. Um, I think this is a push. I mean, but like Dallas is going to kill Houston too. But um, we just saw Dallas kill Indy, so the, I, I, this is a push. I, I mean, I can't say it any other way. It's got to be because they're both going to have really good games. I think um, Hollywood Brown. Monday Night Football against New England, and Debo against Tampa Bay. Well, Debo lost his quarterback. Um, You're going to give it another push, aren't you? I I think I'm going to actually give it to Debo because I'm thinking, I know Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy sucks. Um, He went to (laughs) Iowa State. He He just beat uh, Miami. I don't care who he beat. With no game prep. Yeah, but they'll... When they come in, they're, they're Tampa Bay's. They're they're not as good as they used to be on defense, but they're still like above average. Um, they're gonna have game film. Todd Bowles is not gonna let Brock Purdy beat him. Um, I think that they're gonna go in there and they're gonna do what Brock Purdy can do. Kyle Shanahan's gonna scheme up some short dinky throws. It's gonna be a lot of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of Debo Samuel, because um, Brock Purdy has a noodle arm and. I think I'm going to give it to Debo Samuel here. So this is the first non-push I've had so far. Um, is this Demarcus Robinson? Yes, it is. Demarcus Robinson against Pittsburgh and Michael Gallup against Houston. Um, Michael Gallup. <laughs> you sounded disgusted, dude. <laughs> I know I know that he's like technically the number one receiver that Baltimore has because they don't have anyone else, but I'm giving this to Michael Gallup. I, I don't care that... Dallas is going to shit on Houston, and they might not to throw the ball once, but I'm still giving it to Michael Gallup just on premise. <laughs> um, Zay Jones against Tennessee and Van Jefferson against Vegas. Um, I think I'm going to have to give this to Zay Jones. So that's two for Brian so far. Um, Mark Andrews against Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Mark Andrews was awesome with Tyler Huntley last year, right? Like, he was amazing. He also had Tyler Huntley this past game, too. Okay, so he had nine. like a majority of the game, I would say. majority of the game, yeah. Oh, my God. Can I give this a push? I feel like I can't give this a push, but I almost have to. How is this a push? It's Kelsey. I know it's Kelsey. By a mile. He only had seven points last week. 
And yeah, playing, Denver is Denver. a really tough defense. I don't know. I kind of want to give this Divisional. a push. Yeah, I, you might be right. I, I think it's a push just because, like, Huntley is not Lamar, and he's just going to force feed Mark Andrews again because that's what he did last year. I think it's a Should push. Should have a lunch bet then. I think it's a push. Um, Gus Edwards against Pittsburgh and Leonard Fournette against San Fran. This is this is gross. Um, <laughs> I don't like either of these. Um, I like and, how you're breaking down the team, and these are the two teams you need the most, and you continue to shit on both teams <laughs> as you break down the teams. Like Leonard Fournette lost his job. Uh, he has a really tough matchup against San Fran, so he's going to get, like, I don't know, 10 touches against a really good defense. The only saving grace here is that I think they're going to beat San Fran, because they, so they might be up because Brock Purdy stinks. Um, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins might be back next year, or next week, I mean. Um, so if J.K. Dobbins come back, so it's going to eat into Gus Edwards' workload. Gus Edwards already stunk this past week. Um, they were playing Denver, and Pittsburgh is a little bit worse of a defense, but I don't... I don't like either of these. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Leonard Fournette because I think he has a better chance of scoring a touchdown. So I'm going to give it to Leonard Fournette. Um, Latavius Murray against Kansas City and Deontay Foreman against Seattle. This is another like <laughs> it's another gross, absolutely like Deontay Foreman and Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is like 34 years old, isn't he? Like he's old. <laughs> he doesn't even exist in your 32. world. He's 32. Um, He's still playing well, like relatively for you know for his age and everything. He's 15, 10, and eight in his last couple games. Um, Deontay Foreman has been really good in like the easy matchups, like both games against Atlanta. He's absolutely crushed. Um, Those are the only two good games he's essentially had. I'm gonna say this is Deontay Foreman because Latavius Murray is playing Kansas City, and they're gonna get shit on. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball as much as they probably want to because I think like I think like like me how I can't wait for the season to be over. I think the Broncos can't wait for the season to be over. <laughs> yeah, you're the Broncos equivalent. <laughs> so I'm going to give this to Deontay Foreman. Um, Geno Smith against Jared Goff. Geno Smith is playing Carolina and Jared Goff is playing Minnesota. Um, oh, so he had both the quarterbacks in that Minnesota Detroit game. Um, I said earlier you can't doubt Geno Smith, but I'm going to doubt Geno Smith because I'm giving this to Jared Goff. <laughs> so um, we have Jared Goff for Brett and Leonard Fournette for Brett, uh, Michael Gallup for Brett, so that's three, and then all the rest are pushes. And then for Brian, we have Deontay Foreman, Zay Jones, and Debo Samuel. So we have three and three, so the whole game is a push. <laughs> so... Oh my god! <laughs> this is going to be the first ever tie in PBL the first history. Ever tie? Um, I think because I'm giving it to Brian. <laughs> I'm just going to give it to Brian. Um, I know I gave both the quarterbacks to Brett and Goff and Cousins, but I can't doubt Geno Smith. He's been awesome, and Jalen Hurts is just—he could have 35, 40 points easily. Um, so I'm giving it to Brian. I'm going to say Brian's going to win. Wow, you just love shitting on Brett anytime you get, huh? Well, I'm just stoking the flames right now. That's all. I did so, say that a couple of those matchups were absolutely disgusting. But... 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> but I think it'll be kind of fun to kind of see how everything shakes up because after this week, um, we should know what the playoff picture is going to look like. So we're going to be able to yeah. predict a little bit more. The injury news should get a little bit more clear to kind of see. And so we can make a little bit more of an accurate um, prediction. But yeah. for me, I'm going to say what I've been saying all along. I think it's Murphy Street Empire's year to repeat. And it's our jobs to stop him. And as the season has progressed, his team has just gotten stronger. If you look at his bench, he had what? Like DeAndre Swift that scored like 20. He had yeah. Tyler Lockett that scored like 20. Like, these are guys he didn't even start, and they're still going off. This team is absolutely loaded. So I guess it's a good problem to have, but he is going to have to make some tricky lineup decisions come playoff time. So I don't know if I want to be in that position because it could be really difficult, when, especially when you're just deciding on like two different studs, which is kind of what Max was able to assemble. So I think just due to the fact with how injuries have been going and whatnot, Murphy Shirt Empire, they're sitting very comfortably because for me, I already lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the rest of the year. Not that I have been starting him, but he was a good insurance uh, player to have, especially if one of my quarterbacks were to go down. And that's exactly what happened. Lamar Jackson went down. It just stinks that that was the same week Jimmy Garoppolo went down. So Lamar already out for one week. If he comes back, that would be great. But even if he comes back and if he starts off slow, that could be a huge detriment to my team. But regardless, uh, my team is definitely limping into the playoffs, whereas the points for makes it look like I'm blazing through. But um, uh, you got to kind of look at the narratives. And right now, the vibes out of Delco not looking too good. Right, Darren? Yeah, um, it could be better for sure. It, you know. We don't live in an ideal world, though, right? Like, you, you have to roll with the punches. You had this kind of happen last year, too. Didn't you have, like, a whole bunch of injuries last year? Yeah, yeah. Last year, I lost, like, everyone. I lost King Henry halfway through the year. I obviously didn't have Christian McCaffrey. I didn't I didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't have, like, half of my roster. You got to um, probably get a better um, medical staff over there. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like the San Diego Chargers. Or, sorry, the uh, L.A. Chargers. Uh, yeah. where their medical staff used to just be actually they probably still are but everyone always used to get hurt that's essentially me right now but i can't cry about the injury bug i should have the depth and i guarantee you if murphy street empire had the same injury problems which they did combat some injury issues but they're just that deep they're just that much better put together than my team and i am man enough to admit where i'm being finessed by the current defending champion he's really showing how he's able to put things together over there like that but with that being said darren the end of the season obviously draws closer and i know how excited you have been with the end pretty much here but you don't have to disclose everything here now but uh do you think the 2023 draft is going to live up to the hype? Because I don't no. think I really remember a draft that has been this heralded for this long. I I didn't think it was possible for it to live up to the hype anyway, um, because it was just hyped to the absolute moon. Um, but I think that it can't. Um, it doesn't look like there's... Will Levis is the third best quarterback, and I think he stinks. Um, I, I mean, he's going to go in the first round most likely, um, but that doesn't mean he should go in the first round. Um, but I mean, if he goes in the first round, of the real draft, he has to be a first round pick in a superflex league too. So he's gonna, someone's gonna take him. And who knows? It could be me. <laughs> but I also thought Justin Herbert stunk, so maybe he'll be great. I don't know. Wow, this um, is Darren playing mind games this early. Season not even over yet. Look at him go. <laughs> I I don't I really don't like him, being genuinely honest. I don't think he's very good. Um, but he does have a big arm. 
Um, I also hated Josh Allen. So I'm just I love talking, Josh Allen, remember? trying to talk myself into him now. I'm just trying to be like, you know, he's got the tools. Maybe he goes to the right space. He could be good. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be great. Uh, but he could be. You never know. Because um, now I will never just completely write off anyone after seeing um, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And he's kind of in that mold, I guess. Like, he's like big dude with there, big this is This is an offer on air right now. Um, I don't have any picks and I don't have any plans to trade into this draft <laughs> class, actually. Um, so I'll be on retainer. I could be, you could hire me for your scouting department and I'll give you my, uh, full down report. I did that for you last year, kind of. Okay. I'll take it. But I think that there's like, there's two quarterbacks that I would want, um, one running back that I would like really want. And then like the receivers, they're all kind of like, just give me your assignment and then I'll just come back to you with my report. Scout the, um, the wide receivers, I guess. Receivers. Yeah, I could, I could do that. Someone needs like, there's. It's, I think it's splitting hairs, and they're all like, I don't know, like nobody, like I love Traylon Burks or Traylon. I'm gonna tell you this right Burks. now. Whatever the consensus may or may not be, my report may just completely thrash that because I don't look at any of that. And so, I, I, I guess that could be good think, though, right? I still think I like JSN the most, but him not playing this whole year because of a hamstring injury kind of worries me because um, those kind of issues kind of recur. And they yeah, the soft tissues. Out. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It kind of worries me a little bit. Like it's not like an ACL. Were like, you a big Butte fan, or am it. I making that up? Um, no, I never really liked him. I, th- I he's good and everything, but I I never really was like a big big fan of his. Like I like. I think I just um, connected him to you because I just thought LSU, LSU, and I was like, oh, Darren must <laughs> like this guy. Yeah, um, I think that I always, I always liked um, JSN and Addison more than Butte, but. Um, I think he's good. I do think he's good. And now Quentin Johnson from TCU seems yeah, like he's he exploding onto the scene. I've been hearing be him a lot. One. It's there's like five dudes where you can make a case to be the number one receiver. It's kind of like last year, how last year like everyone had their favorite. Um, it was like Drake London. Some people like Garrett Wilson. Some people were like Jamison Williams. So like I think it's kind of like last year, like how there's like five dudes where you can be like this guy might be the best one. Um, so maybe like based on last year, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that they're all going to be good. Um, maybe they're all were good last year and they're all going to be bad this year. Who knows? Um, but I, I think that this class is definitely way overhyped, like way, 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 way overhyped. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I haven't done my film study yet. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to get into that, obviously, with my circumstance now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like just for like me time, I'm not going to be able to help myself than doing, you know, the little fun scouting stuff I always like to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I don't have any picks, I don't plan to. Maybe I'll just release that into the PDL and just see how the mind game starts working from there. Literally me just dropping my honest feedback on prospects seeing mm-hmm. if that impacts anyone's big board that'd be kind of fun yeah. seeing how i could impact the economy within the pdl just dropping honest information or hey maybe it is a smoke screen maybe i'm getting paid by another owner who knows oh man <laughs> this is gonna be fun yeah it's, it's always interesting because you know that um the draft is usually uh kind of controlled by very few people um and it is those people that don't make the playoffs, <laughs> including myself. Um, so maybe um, maybe I should sell some picks this year. I don't know. But I probably won't. You have so like many, Derek. You have to. I feel like if you're I not selling your picks, to. you have to consolidate somehow, right? So I'm, ex- I'm expecting Matt Ryan to retire. Um, I'm expecting Baker Mayfield, who just got cut, to suck continuously. So you're um, going to cut him? Ronald Jones basically 
is like I can cut him anytime I want because he's pretty much toast. Oh, good, because now you've just hit your three quota because you have three people in your IR right now, which you would have to free up anyway. So that's <laughs> at the bare minimum you would have to do. All right, I have um, Zach Moss. Um, I think I just picked up Amir Abdullah and some other dude that I can't remember his name right now. Uh, oh, Jamichael Hasty. So like I got that's three more right there. Okay, and you have three um, first round picks, so that that's for that then. <laughs> Tom Brady might retire. Uh, it's a maybe. I think I, that might be it. <laughs> um, you do have one extra spot in your taxi cab, so oh, okay, and you yeah, because I elevated one, Garrett two, Wilson. Three. I quietly <laughs> elevated Garrett Wilson. I didn't say anything. Because I felt like if I said something, then Mike would have been like, oh, yeah, you should have did that 10 weeks ago. So I just didn't say anything, but um, I finally elevated Garrett Wilson. And boy, did he deliver for you because he absolutely popped off. Yeah, he's so good. I, I, he's, he's just, that's like, why I asked. I thought he would already be one of your favorite receivers because you drafted him. He's playing well now. Like, I don't know. I think for me, the PDL has a very strong influence on who I eventually start liking and not. That's why I think Jameson Williams is a god even though he played as more of like a special teamers this past week, but it's still, I was so hyped. I was texting me like, wow, crazy how he's going to break the rookie receiving record in just like three games. Huh? I, I have found myself like defensive of the guys that I have on my team. Um, like I drafted Antonio Gibson and redraft. I eventually traded him, but um, yeah, I've been telling I, you Antonio Gibson sucks <laughs> for like three years. He is a top 20 running back. He's he is I think yeah that's that could be a statement and me saying he sucks could they're they don't they, they don't need to be mutually exclusive okay he might be bad but he also puts up fantasy points that's all I gotta say he's actually sucks the 14th man. the 14th Mike Davis running scored a back lot of fantasy, fantasy points football. before too he's a 14th running back in fantasy football 14 he puts he's up points poo-poo. he might be poo poo but Brian Robinson is poo poo a year that's that's also fair but once again that the, i still think he's poop but yeah i definitely agree i definitely gravitate towards the players that i draft um maybe but like too much to a fault though to yeah. the point where it's easily everyone can see it's time to let go but i'm still like oh but maybe maybe not a chance you never know there's a chance and you hold on forever like um andy isabella Antonio brown like i was like you know maybe maybe he'll just like not be a crazy person for a little bit here and uh no it should get worse for that guy he's always in the news and it's just wild and then he's freaking like whipping his dick out at a swimming pool and i, was like, yeah, oh, I saw that dude and he was like he was in a different country too yeah i was like oh god this is this is the end <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not getting any better here yeah but actually speaking of antonio brown i guess what other players were as iconic as Antonio Brown was in recent memory when we were growing up playing fantasy football? Like, I, we grew up playing fantasy football at a time where running backs were always supreme. If you took any other position other than running back in the first round, you essentially got clowned. Yeah. And it honestly wasn't really until Antonio Brown came through where he even had an argument to be in that first round on top of these top-tier running backs. I can't really remember other fantasy football players that made such a crazy change to the game than he has, because I feel like he could also make the argument that he's made a big influence on people jumping to half point PPR or even full point PPR leagues and stuff. Um, I think Gronk, right? Like Gronk yeah, and Kelsey and like the tight ends that the super dominant tight ends like Gronk, Kelsey, Jimmy Graham, um, they made a huge impact. Um, just because, like, that position value, like, we see with Brett's team, like, 
just having Kelsey is like huge. It's like an automatic four wins without yeah. even having to look at the like schedule yet because that's mm -hmm. just how good he is. I know it's it's crazy because you're you're out there and you're trying your best to overcome 25 points from a tight end, <laughs> but it's just kind of impossible. Yeah, you have like Hayden Hurst or like Conklin as your tight end, and then you see the other guys freaking Travis Kelsey, and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna get <laughs> oh, wrecked. <damn> <laughs> You're like, well, this is pretty much a positional loss here, no matter what I can do. <laughs> and you're just like, I just hope my other positional, you know, values that I have can still overcome how giant this crater has been left here. I don't know. It's it's sad, but what can you do? I mean, you gotta you gotta overcome it. Sometimes you get lucky with a, a guy like uh, Logan Thomas or Robert Tunyon or um, Tyler Conklin. I'm just trying to name all the guys this Max had on his roster. <laughs> <laughs> More subtle jabs at the king. Yeah, he. I mean, I'm saying this, but then all of those guys were good for a time, so um, he does pick them up at the right time, at least. It's just like he does. He does. It's it's just that he, he like he. I think it's the same thing going back to like what we were saying. Like we kind of are more defensive of our guys, and it's the same thing for Max. I think because he's being like more proud i guess or more valuing his tight ends because he found them and everything and no one else is going to value them the same way they're just like yeah it's tyler conklin <laughs> i want him <laughs> yeah i know like that i think that's kind of the point i was making i was definitely taking the l on mike way he's definitely putting up numbers but like i also have samaj p ryan who in the past three weeks has 28 17 and 18 but at yeah. no point am i just screaming in the chats how amazing he is you sure you don't want samaj p ryan yeah was... exactly I'd be like are you guys sure a third round pick gets i'm like all right i know i know what he is i know what he's about he's a handcuff i understand he's only doing this because mixon is out so uh, while i'm happy that he's been playing so well um i don't think with the roster i have i would have ever been actually able to start him, which is ironic because i could definitely use him now when uh, Lamar with and Jimmy G going down. But now, of course, it's probably too late because Mixon's probably back now. So it's kind of funny how the universe works in that way. Yeah, it's a fickle bitch. Yeah, really, really is. But I think that kind of brings everything to an end. But Darren, um, yeah, with everything coming to an end, are you kind of excited? Because like you said, you always, every decade, you have that one season where you're kind of off. And so you're just eating that L now. And I bet you're really, really excited for what the next nine years because you know you're about oh, yeah. to pop off again in that the redraft league that i always talk about um i it's a keeper league and we have two keepers now so my keepers are going to be deshaun watson and justin fields so i'm set up very nicely going into next year um i should bounce back in a nice way i think Gosh, I want nothing more than Deshaun Watson to just be another <laughs> Russell Wilson and just completely transform into a horrible quarterback. It's possible. I mean, it's, it really is. It's, you never know. <laughs> is it explainable with how bad Russell Wilson is? I don't. I think the Russell Wilson thing is way more like confusing than anything because he was. I'm more confused about Russell Wilson playing this poorly than Geno Smith all of a sudden being good. I agree. Me too. Because Geno Smith was behind at least solid quarterbacks, and it's not that he was ever, like, bad with talent. I mean, he was a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And so maybe he had a lot of time to sit there, put it together, and now really show off what he's got. And then, like, Russ, I legit was like, this guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's so good. And now he's on the Broncos, and he just sucks. Like, he's so bad. Yep. I don't get I really don't get it. Yep. 
I completely agree. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, he did have that, like, finger injury, so maybe he should have just, like, took his time and not fucking rushed his way back from that, and maybe he would be better right now, but, um, I don't but know. But Denver's like, stuck with him for at least another two years? Oh, yeah, they can't get rid of him until 2026. Oh, like, my that's, God. That's the first year that they can get rid of him, so, like, he's basically just, like, there for a long time, <laughs> no matter if he's bad or good. There are so many bad contracts that are handed out. I know, I know. But speaking of bad contracts, one last thing. But when I think of bad contracts, I don't know why. But the first contract that comes to mind is how the New England Patriots right now are paying Jonu Smith like top tight end money to do nothing. That that blows my mind. Yeah, there is. I saw someone uh, joked over the weekend that um, we're only two years away from the New England Patriots paying Chigong whatever the hell his name is. Oh, Conquo. Uh, Conquo. <laughs> Top top tier tight end money, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes no sense because wait, who was signed first? Do you remember if it was Hunter Henry Johnny or John Smith? John Smith signed first. Yeah, I remember Johnny Smith signed first. So do you think Bill Belichick just signed John Smith? Like, yeah, I got tight end. They're like, wait, hold on, Hunter Henry's on the market? Did I miss that? <laughs> All right, let's just I, give him the same contract. I don't understand what happened because that whole offseason was they spent so, weird. so much money because they signed Kendrick Bourne. They signed uh, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah, they it was like they had this money to spend and it had an expiration date. So they were like, we got to spend it all. And it was so it was so weird. I don't know. It, uncharacteristic of the Patriots. I just feel like, man, Bill's tenure as a GM sometimes, especially in his scouting abilities for skill position players are just uh, takes a lot of L's there, I feel. Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, I guess all everyone has to have a weakness. So at least that's theirs. But all right, Dare, I appreciate you jumping on. Do you have any final words? Uh, kind of approaching the holiday seasons come. Are you done with Christmas shopping? No, I didn't even start. <laughs> Dude, you know how long it takes for things to deliver? Dude, I ordered things on Amazon and I have Amazon Prime. It's supposed to be know, in two days like, and it's been taking yeah, like a yep. week and a half. So I know. do you at I'll, least know what to get? Uh, if I'm being honest, I haven't thought about it yet. <laughs> Darren! All right, hold on. We All right, guys, you guys sign off, but we always say we will talk about off-topic things. But um, wait, when do you typically... How many gifts do you get for people? to Like, for me, it's Emily, uh, her family, and then my family, and then maybe, like, one other friend that's getting me a gift. But that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's the extent. When do you yeah, typically so start? So Black Friday just comes and goes. You're like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, well, Black Friday, I usually buy stuff for myself. Like, that's when <laughs> I... <laughs> you don't look through Black Friday and be like, oh, man, I think uh, Jackie would like this or her mom would like this. No. <laughs> so, no. so when does this typically happen? What are, what are your go-to gifts for mother-in-laws? Um, last year, we got them a TV. <laughs> So, okay all right all right never um, mind I, this is not this is not fun I thought you were gonna be like get her like a bath and body candle or something oh uh, well yeah I, I did do that like I, I used to do that before but then we were like because we were like we're we're old now but like now yeah, you can't get away with like, that so, yeah, so then you're like year. oh yeah I used to get her like lotions but then I was like I, I should step it up and you yeah. just skip like the whole middle tier and you're we, like let's just buy her a tv well, now we do, like, joint gifts. So, like, we do the gifts from the both of us together instead of just, like, individually. So, like, I used to do, like, that kind of stuff, like candles and, like, that, you know, uh, mom Oh, gifts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. I, I do it from, like, Emily, too. Yeah. And I was, like, now it's, like, 
now it's like, all right, we have to give it together, so it has to be a little bit better. <laughs> TV though, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and uh, they don't even really watch it, to be honest. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, because you said a uh, Jackie. That's how she she doesn't do TVs. Yep. So she you knows. That's just Apple, that's kind of unbelievable to me. I know. In just I'm fine with just not watching TV much, but she's like, yeah, I just don't do that much. Don't yeah. even like how they look. I know. It's, what can you do? <laughs> have you liked the uh, picture TV thing? I think it well actually literally just came today, so I haven't even taken it out of the box yet. But I oh, will. Oh, so that's going to be your project then, huh? Yeah, I will. Send, me a, send a pic in the chat on how that looks. Yeah, I will. I'm sure they're going to be. Oh, they're they're on the edge of their seat. So one I'm last hoping. question then: What gifts does Jackie's side of the family typically get you? Because I always get like a hodgepodge of things from Emily's parents. Um. Well, this year since we just got a house, um, Jackie. Ooh, a lot of house stuff. A lot of gift cards. Well, Jackie's parents got us a snowblower um, that nice. already came. Um, so that was, I guess, more so a gift for me. <laughs> but it was for the both of us. I mean, she's going to be happy when you use it, right? Yeah, so it will make Jackie happy that she doesn't have to go out in the cold snow and shovel at all. Because uh, we already kind of talked about this. And for anyone that doesn't know, she's a nurse. So if she has a 7 a.m. shift, she has to leave the house at like... 5 30 there's no morning. fucking way you're going out there doing that yeah and i was like i was like listen jackie you have a four-wheel drive car you can just drive out of the driveway <laughs> <laughs> like i don't need to be out there shuffling just drive through the snow and i'll clean it up when i wake up <laughs> then when you get back you can just drive right in you want to know the difference um that actually surprisingly went over kind of well but um then we like, right, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> yeah. i mean to be fair as a nurse when you're up that early the last thing you ever want to worry about is doing anything at all besides yeah, getting there go all the time anyway they like no matter what they make you go in anyway so like half the streets aren't plowed at that point so she's gonna be driving through the shit anyway so if you gotta if you can't get out of the driveway you're pretty much fucked anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so like okay all right but like before you guys got a house what was did you like give them a list and stuff or did they just kind of go off the cuff and just kind of um, yeah, it was usually it was usually like gift cards and stuff before we got our house. It was like random gift cards to random places and like um, the first couple of years that me and Jackie started dating, um, her mom used to get me a gift card to Applebee's because we were like kids, so we yeah would, yeah we go to Applebee's a lot because we couldn't afford anywhere else. So her mom yeah, felt that we... anytime it was half price appetizers, <laughs> yeah. we're like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go to Applebee's. So her mom felt that we like loved Applebee's because we went there so much, but it was only because we couldn't afford anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's really nice for her mom to spend us uh, like money on gift cards, but it'd be nicer if they could get us something nicer than Applebee's. That's like the place you don't need a gift card for. Jackie finally... The one time she was like asking, and she was like, "Oh, are you guys gonna go to like Applebee's or whatever?" And she was like, "No, like we don't go there anymore." And she was like, "What do you mean? I thought you guys really liked Applebee's." And she was like, "We used to you go there." You probably like gutted her. She's like, "I kept buying it for you because I thought you guys fucking loved that place." <laughs> she was like, "We went there because we were 19 and we couldn't afford anything else." <laughs> and when that Applebee's song came out, that country Applebee's song, I bet she was like, "Oh my!" Sending oh, yeah. the jacket, like, "Oh, they made a song about your favorite restaurant, guys." They were dancing like Applebee's. Yeah, should have had that at your wedding. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I haven't been there in a long time, actually. When's the last time you were at Applebee's? It's been a long time. Oh, boy. I don't. Honestly, I think it might have been, like, high school when I was in high school. Yeah, like yeah. around that time. Yeah, I know. Uh, so... In the Manoa Shopping Center, there's that one right there, right? Yep. That's the yep. one. <laughs> I think that's the only Applebee's I've ever been inside of, ever. 
any Ever? other time i'm just like yeah i don't i don't, I don't think I, I think i can do better than that and this is coming for a guy that used to eat microwavable wings <laughs> <laughs> i even drive my applebee's ah, i could do better than that yeah sometimes you can't though sometimes you gotta just do the old the old-fashioned applebee's <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll just have my microwavable ramen at that point like, oh yeah I'll, I'll save money I'll, I'll do well here i know it's ah uh... I don't know. Like sometimes, like they, I think they used to be better than what they are now. Like they, I don't know. I'm I'm saying that not being there in at least five or so years. It's been a it's been a while. So like yeah, I don't know. I'm being actually... overly pessimistic. I think ever watching Hell's Kitchen and then seeing like those restaurants literally just microwave everything. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna pay fifteen dollars for like mozzarella yeah. sticks that they're just gonna fucking deep fry or microwave. I I'll just do that at home. Yeah, I think a lot of restaurants, like even though that you don't. Um, like, you know, it's not there anymore, um, but there was a, a, what the hell was it called? It was, it was like an Italian restaurant over by Regal back there. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Shoot. What was Italian, that called? This Italian restaurant. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really because, um, Sim, do you remember Sim? Yeah. 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 He worked there like back in the kitchen as like a food runner. Oh no. He was like. He was like, dude, every everybody that works in the kitchen is Hispanic. None of them are even Italian. And he was like, half the stuff is microwaved. <laughs> it's like everything literally like, just comes out of microwave, guys. And that, that was like a restaurant that would charge you like forty bucks for like a plate. Yeah, like, on, that's why. I, that's why I said, isn't it kind of nice? Because I thought it was expensive. Yeah, it was expensive, but it doesn't mean you're getting nice food. <laughs> yeah, ever since then, that's why I always get so pessimistic. And okay, hold on. One last topic we have to hit because I'm going to sound like a boomer right now. Because we're talking about eating, I think the reason I really haven't gone to Applebee's is because I really don't go to a lot of eat out at many restaurants in general because of how expensive it is. Because I don't really yeah. enjoy the tipping culture of America. Yeah, uh, it's It's so bizarre to me that like we're kind of in charge of paying the servers i don't get it man i really don't and it's like frowned upon if you don't tip which i I always tip don't hear what i'm not saying i always tip around 20 percent um even if it's like shitty service i still throw 20 percent on there because my conscience will kill me but i'm pissed because they could do literally nothing and it's just oh what's your total it doesn't matter because i'm gonna have to add on like an extra 10 bucks anyway i know so like anytime I see prices of like a like a veggie burrito, like a bean burrito for eight bucks, I'm like, yeah, that bean burrito is actually like fourteen bucks after like all the taxes and all that other garbage. So yeah, that's just me being grumpy because I really don't understand why it's like, like it's a bad reflection on us. If we're like, damn, like our food just between Emily and I could come out to like ninety bucks, and I'm like, oh, now it's really frowned upon if I don't give them an extra twenty bucks. Like what? The thing that really grinds my gears is the places that. They literally do nothing, and they turn around the screen, and they're like, they're the tip. <laughs> yeah, like 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 at, like a Panera or something like that, yeah. where they like flip over the screen after you make the order, and you're like, wait, what, bro? You didn't. I have to go get my own drink and stuff, and you want me to leave yeah. like a twenty percent tip on this thing? You didn't do shit. You took my fucking order. I was like a fucking. Yeah, the worst is when you pick up when you there. pick up an order. Oh my god, it's like, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> and though actually to add on to that even worse is like when they'll just say it like at the end where they don't even give you the option, like they have the card in your hand, and then they ask, Would you like to leave a tip? So you don't even oh, have yeah. they don't turn a screen over, you don't press anything. They just kinda say it point black and I'm like, There there are times where I'm like, No. <laughs> like why? 
like I, I'm buying a I'm buying brownies and I'm picking it up and taking it to my why would I leave a tip here? I'm already paying for the services of this brownie being what what why? And now I feel like an asshole because I said no. Yeah, but then no. I get in the car and I'm thinking, why why would I have tipped them anyway? She's in the wrong. She shouldn't have made me feel uncomfortable like that. I know. It does it really does make you feel like a, a real asshole too. And it's like why why am I supposed to give a tip for that? You didn't do anything. <laughs> That's what I mean. And so I guess this is just my platform of I remember being in college and like dating was rough because like when you take a girl out or something or we go out to eat, I'm not making much money. And then like you always got to leave a nice tip and stuff. And for just two people, like a meal could come out to like 70 bucks. And then they're like, all right, what, what, what should we do afterwards? I'm like, I don't know. I'm severely in debt now. I, I don't even know if I could go to the movies anymore. Mm hmm. I know. Because you're. Back then, you even had, like, what did you have, like, 10 bucks in your bank account? Like, I was an RA, and since most of the benefits came from covering the board, like, we would get, like, $19 a paycheck. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, I that's remember, that's work-study, like, classic. Each, <laughs> like, I, I had, like, you know, meal plans and stuff, but, like, I would always, like, cry poor and be like, oh, I just really just have no money. I just wanted to get something, like, good to eat. Like, I would do it, like, every week. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get wire money you're like alright I'm gonna buy those Jordans <laughs> well no I'd actually use it to get food but like I would get like a whole bunch of food then I'm just like feel sick but <laughs> <laughs> you would always have the purge of like I'm gonna get the sushi I'm gonna get the prime rib I'm gonna get everything yeah. it just wouldn't be like the fourth meal from the student center like it wouldn't be like microwave pizza that was just sitting under a, a lamp for what was your guys hours. like go-to thing on campus where you're like oh my god this thing slaps um benny's cheesesteaks were like really good are you talking about like the meal plans food or like yeah just anything you guys had on campus really um i would i would say for as far as the um the meal plan type food goes, I would say Benny's cheesesteaks. They were pretty legit for being like, you know, like on campus and stuff. Meal plans, yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't like they weren't half bad. I, <laughs> I would. That might just be like me reminiscing as like a poor college kid. <laughs> I mean, when you're poor, everything tastes a little bit better. Yeah, but we had like the food trucks and everything that were on the on campus, and the food trucks were fucking bomb. But um, that was probably the, the actual, like, food that was on campus. The food trucks were the best. But um, the one time I got one from one of the Greek food trucks and I got sick. So um, Oh, that kind of ruined it for you for a little bit? Yeah, they might not have been the cleanest. <laughs> but they were good. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of worth it for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, for a while. Until <laughs> you, yeah, no. you get sick and you're spending the night on the toilet. But you always have those fun stories. But all right, guys, thanks for joining on. Happy holiday. Well, we're going to have more episodes, so oh, I'll yeah. have some more yeah, Christmas-like questions there. Maybe some things to think about. Uh, what your favorite Christmas gift you ever got when you are little? That, that's always fun to reminisce oh. about. Maybe we'll talk about that next episode yeah. since we'll be a little bit closer. Maybe favorite Christmas movies, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. Everyone pray for Delco because, God, we don't want we don't want Murphy Street Empire <laughs> to repeat, do we? I oh, yeah. bet you guys do. You I guys are sick. That. I don't think we do. Yeah, I bet people do, though. They want to see me suffer. I the think that's what people like. The only person that really wants to see Murphy Street repeat is Max, and then probably followed behind by Welch. And I was going to say, I, I think it would be Welch, too. Mike doesn't even want to win again. Like, Mike doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but come on, guys. We got a route that Lamar comes up. Come on, please. We need an upset. I know, I know Max likes to play the card of the underdog, but like I said, he's like undefeated against me in recent memory. 
and obviously I'm oh, oh come on we can't let this happen again he's so good he's so good yeah. oh, sorry guys I'm tilting on air but thanks for joining us thank you for tuning in to the podcast I hope you enjoyed your meal we'll catch you next time <laughs>